Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Catherine Whittaker, we are halfway through the US Open and it is Sunday. We are sitting in your lobby. We're sitting right next to Dominika Sivilkova actually at the moment as she prepares and talks about her her match tomorrow. Tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow against Madison Keys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we quite literally just saw her tactical pre-game chat with her coach. We, I mean, we, if only we could speak Slovakian. Where's well, Daniela Hantikova when you need her? Little did you know, Daniela <laughs> has been teaching me all sorts. No, she hasn't. I mean, we, I mean, we literally just saw it. Yeah, we did. Uh, this is the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Amazon Prime Video UK, the home of the US Open in the UK. Uh, Catherine has been on air all day long, bringing the best of the stories and, uh, and linking play and all that sort of stuff, all that jazz, that TV wonderland. <laughs> the TV wonderland where I have to drink tea through a straw. Indeed. Um... Why was that again? Um, because it just it so as not to dislodge your lipstick. Right. Okay. I won't need to yeah. worry about that. That's fine. I was caught, there was a, a, a hiccup yesterday where our in the fifteen minutes before going live on air, there's usually just a, a holding frame up saying Prime Video live from the US Open in coming soon or something, and uh, our but our stu- studio started getting broadcast live just for a couple of minutes, and I got a text from my mum saying, "Just heard you ordering a smoothie from the runner." <laughs> What, what, what is diva. What, what is the headline of today? I'm keen to point out that I was accepting the very generous offer of, of a smoothie yes, rather of than proactively well, saying, get me a smoothie. Yeah, no, she was. Um, what's the headline of today? Ooh. Tennis-wise. Because uh, you know, every, really day, every day it's been absolutely obvious what the first thing we should be talking about on the tennis podcast is. Today, I'm not quite sure what it is. Is Nadal getting pushed to four sets by a brilliant Nicolas Basilashvili? I mean, probably, I guess, for me, it's how good Sloane Stephens is at tennis, but then that might be recency bias because that's what I've just watched. That's what you've just commentated on for Prime Video UK. Um, And and she's just sublime, isn't she? As Tamani Carriol, a... a, uh, uh, a very funny, informed, and interesting tennis journalist said on Twitter. Sometimes it looks like she's playing a different sport. Yes. 
because Elise Mertens was really, really good tonight. Really good. Um, and beat her in Cincinnati. Beat Sloane Stevens, that is. And, and Sloane Stevens just effortlessly... I don't, she, it, it, she looks unbeatable like when, this. When I'm she's not, on. When yeah. she's on, yeah. Although, and she, she has been on. Serena Williams looks kind of unbeatable yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. I, I know she's not unbeatable. I know there's A, no such thing, and, and B, there, there are powers like Serena Williams that are unstoppable. But um, there's something about the way Sloane Stevens plays tennis that is more, more mesmerising, or certainly mesmerising in a different way to, to Serena it's Williams. It's different, yeah. She plays the sport different to everybody because it is not just about hitting MAC-10 forehand forehands but, she, but, but crucially she can hit Mac 10 forehands she yes. just most of the time chooses not to because she doesn't need to it's selective she has she she has this box of tricks that she can just delve into and frankly do whatever she feels like and it's funny you know she hit that one incredible shot in the second set towards the end of the match where she hooked a forehand cross court I don't think she could see see she practically had her back to the court didn't she uh, Elise Mertens was up at the net and you know there were comparisons in terms of the moment and you were commentating on it and I think you just said you just said no I did <laughs> um, and there were similarities I don't think it was quite as heart stoppingly sort of obviously um, a all time great shot as Federer's yesterday it wasn't quite as obvious but it was it was the shot of the day by far from Sloane Stevens, and I saw her interviewed on ESPN um, afterwards. She went straight to their studio, and by contrast to Roger Federer, who said he didn't know where that ball was going, didn't know what he was doing it until he got there, he just got there and sort of went on instinct. Sloane Stevens knew exactly where that ball was coming. She had the presence of mind in that moment. She said, oh, I, I knew she would cover the line, so I had to go cross court. She'd cover, she said, uh, last time I was in a similar position to that, she covered the line, so I knew that's what she was going to do, and I had to go cross court. I mean, it 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 looked like an instinct shot, but it but it I suppose it's instinct that she, she knows to think about those things and is able to in that moment. But still, it's she sees it's, shots several shots ahead when yes. she's playing rallies, doesn't she? It's like yes. a snooker player. I said I said it in that commentary. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's just this sort of incredible sixth sense for tennis that you sometimes at his peak feel that sort of Andy Murray has mm. thinking a few shots ahead yes. and and having sort of all sorts of ways to win rallies and and yeah but it, as you can tell I'm I, I'm I'm in the immediate aftermath and I'm a bit mesmerized by it um but is that the story of the day a 6363 win for the defending champion no, probably not. No, it's but not. It's just the level of tennis. Is and it I think, Dominic Team beating Kevin Anderson in a straight set? I, th- I think I would put that one side by side with Anastasia Savastova defeating Alina Svitolina. Six love in the third. Yeah, I mean that, those are two pretty hefty upsets, and I mean particularly Anderson, who had got the six-one record against Team. He was a finest here last year, finest at Wimbledon, and and that's a notable victory for Team, isn't it? Straight sets. Yeah, and it, it makes you start to wonder if twenty-six. 24 in the fifth set against Isner at Wimbledon is is having a toll on Kevin Anderson because 
he had did he have two five setters he certainly had one against Shapovalov I think there was another yes, one yes there were there was one against Ryan Harrison yes. I would say those two had a toll today and I actually interviewed him actually for, for, for the BBC afterwards and asked him that question you could tell fatigue was a factor but he just he's too much of a gentleman to, to dare tarnishing teams win at all um, and he actually says he, he was very very generous about him he seems like a really good sportsman desserts Kevin Anderson and incidentally just a quick note uh, I, I, I was asked by our producers to ask Kevin Anderson about his support for Nick McCarvel's event uh, in, in, in New York uh, which was which was designed to, to promote openness about Sexuality Not just McCarvels, I think also in association with our podcast rivals. Yes. No challenges remaining. That's right. We deserve a shout out yeah, also for supporting that. And, 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 Ke- and cause, because Kevin had, had, had tweeted about it and just, you know, said, sounds like a great event, you should go. And I asked him about it and he spoke so well. I mean, it was just really uplifting to listen to him, to hear this openness, and to hear this somebody who's happy to just take take this on and let's face it there are so few players that are prepared to speak about it really at all let Mm. alone speak about it that well and that openly you know Roger Federer was asked in Cincinnati I think about the the lack of openly gay players on on the men's tour and he he spoke about it and gave a perfectly fine question but there was no real recognition of the issues it was one of those sort of Diplomatic isn't quite the word. He just said, "Yeah, I'd, uh, I don't see any issue. I'd be completely accepting of, of, um, if there being an openly gay man on, on the on the men's tour, and I, I think pretty much everybody would be. But then, why isn't there one? Yeah, Roger, and then, and that's why, what, why isn't there one? You that's know, that's what you, Kevin Anderson was was yeah. saying is is that you know statistically this just can't be this can't be right. Um, of course, it's not. So so we. We've got to do something about it. And well, and if it is right, that means that gay men are being deterred from entering the wo- the tennis world, and and that is an even bigger problem that we mm. need to address than that yeah. that, that, that than that. But the gay men that are in the tennis world are, are having to to live a lie to some degree. You know, both those things are whichever option it is. It's it's a massive problem. Yeah, but it was. Just getting back to the tennis, I mean, that's a big win for team. It really is. And, and you could see it in his body language. He needed that. And, and now he plays Nadal. And Nadal was, was playing really well for 6-3, 6-3. Shvili was just teeing off from ball one. He just decided, I'm going for everything. And he has got a fast arm. And then it started to just connect. And he started to string them together in the third set. And ended, ended up winning the third set on a tiebreak. This is a guy that had played once before against Rafael Nadal and he'd won one game in three sets and okay it was on clay but clay is also Basilashvili's favourite surface as well as being Rafael Nadal's so um, look Basilashvili was, was brilliant today and it was he was smart you know he was, he was I think there were times when he was running around the forehand to hit that angled two-handed backhand cross court which we know is effective against left-handers but I think Karen Hatchinov has done everyone else in the draw in Nadal's section a big, big favour. Not only has he softened Nadal up and made him feel a little bit vulnerable, um, and I think there were times today when he was a bit stressed and he talked 
in his post-match interview about not feeling in control. He said, even when I hit good shots, I didn't feel in control a lot of the time today. Um, and that, I find, quite a revelation from Nadal because we know how important control is to him. I mean, look what he does with his water bottles, like how meticulous he is about everything. He has mm. to be in control. But I really think that Karen Hatchinov has made people think they can go out there and bully Rafael Nadal and it can pay dividends. They're not going to look yep. silly that, it's, that that's a, a game plan that, OK, you've, you've got to be ballsy to do it, but it can be done and it can be effective and that in itself I think wears off a bit of the locker room aura if you're going out there thinking Rafa Nadal can be bullied um, I don't know I, I, I think I think who if Nadal doesn't win it whoever ends up beating him will owe a debt to Karen Hatchinov yeah yeah no I think you're right um, so it's Dominic Team's challenge next what do you think is he going to get the job done team or do you or is Rafa just going to, you know, has everybody missed their opportunity now? That's the thing. Not sure about the missed opportunity thing. Um, I'm not sure I quite buy in. No strapping into that. on the leg of Nadal today. No strapping on the leg didn't seem to be in pain or any more pain than the sort of base level of pain that he's kind of constantly playing with, it seems. Um, he did seem to be feeling it a little bit physically at the end which seems ridiculous to say about Nadal and it is going to get a lot more humid again over the next few days and he's expended a lot more energy than he would have wanted to over the last few days and he had a very very stressful practice yesterday um, Francisco Carlos Moya was kind of out of it all but Rafa Nadal and his other coach Francisco Roy it was I mean the, the tension in all of it it was it was in Spanish David so I'm unable to translate the details but all was not well you know compared to Novak Djokovic who was practicing behind us today who looked like he was on holiday I mean he and Marion Vida could not have been having a more lovely time on the practice court today he was he was um he was playfully hitting balls into the ESPN studio next to us where Dominic Team was being interviewed. He was mm. trying to, you know, trying to have a laugh about all of that. And he's a card, isn't he? Oh, he's a card. What? <laughs> what? Look, that is an expression from the 70s, well, if not before. Some of us are from the 70s, Catherine. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, he had this really stressful practice. He was. It seemed to be his forehand that he wasn't happy with. And although I didn't see... I didn't see the forehand as a particular weakness today. It definitely hints at the fact that he's not feeling completely in control. And if team can believe that he can bully Nadal, which I believe he has the game to do, I don't know, you know. They've never played on hard courts. How incredible is that? Mm, They've met a number of times. That's interesting. Um, Can't quite remember how many... uh, but they've played on hard courts. Mm. So when teams got wins, you know he's got certainly a win anyway on clay, hasn't he? I think he's got a couple, hasn't he? Can't Madrid remember now. this year and, and Rome, Rome last, last year. year. Yes. Yeah. Or wasn't it? But then, of course, the heavy defeat in the French Open final, which will take some getting over. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we'll wait with interest. <laughs> uh, Elena Svitolina is the Alexander Zverev of the women's tour, isn't she? Because she mops up at Premier 5 and mandatory level, etc. Uh, actually, I don't think she has won a mandatory, but she's won several 
sort of Masters 1000 equivalents and yet she has yet to go beyond a quarterfinal to Grand Slam she is yeah she's um, she's underachieving in a really massive way um, and she did she did um, she made some comments to the Ukrainian press um, after her match today saying that you know there have obviously been, been physical changes to, to her physique and we've talked about those and um, she said that she kind of well I'll, I'll, I'll quote her because I've got the quotes in front of me translated from Ukrainian I think there's a few things I have to sit down with my team and think about I think physically I have to get much stronger um, since there has been changes in my body I think it takes a little bit more time than I expected to get used to because I have to change a little bit my game style um, but then the, the trend of her losing earlier at slams than we expect her to is not um was happening a lot a lot before her physique changed so i don't quite understand the oh i need to change my game style in order to 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 start achieving my potential because my physique has changed because didn't isn't that sort of a chicken and egg issue because presumably she changed her physique in order to to try and achieve what she wants to at the top level so i don't well, she I don't went know, it that, seems slightly, slightly confusing. She went through thinking. that Spartan-like uh, training reg- regime, um, ended up winning that title in Rome, and really hasn't had any results at all since then. Um, and this is another disappointment for her. So, she's got work to do. Back to the drawing board for Alina Svitolina. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Other players today, I mean, I, I feel as though 
Serena Williams against Kaya Kanepi needs a little bit more examination because 20 minutes the first set lasted for Serena Williams. She was that good. I mean, Kaya Kanepi really struggled early on and she was nervous. But that's 20 minutes with about six minutes of sitting down at change of ends. So that's how good Williams was. She served nine aces in the first set and a half or whatever it was um, and just was teeing off. And then Kanepi, I mean, the second set was amazing because Kanepi just stepped up and decided to take her on at her own game. And it's so rare to see somebody able to just mix it power-wise with Serena Williams. And it actually took all that Serena Williams had got to end up winning that in three. Yeah, especially somebody that had suffered the bruising that Kanepi had in, in the opening set. Um, I mean, Serena was serving, taking 40 seconds for service games. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. Um, and, yeah, good on Kanepi. But the reactions from Serena Williams, you know, doing that, the sort of double fist pump crouch the crouch double fist pump with the pained expression on her face lingering she was doing those after every you know she won the first game of the deciding set which was just a hold of serve she did she was did the did the full on crouchy fist pumpy roar scream grimace all of it together i mean She's a 23-time Grand Slam champion. She's a 17 seed, and she will be furious if she doesn't win this US Open. Yeah. No matter, you know, she's playing that well. Yeah, I mean, look, we we expected her to improve with every match. We even pre-pregnancy, Serena, she played herself into slams. But in terms of a trajectory, you know, as I as I said at the time, I didn't think she played that well at Wimbledon. I think she had a I think I said it probably last night on the podcast. I'm, I'm starting to have deja vu with <laughs> things I myself have said. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, yeah, I think she, w- she was lucky with the draw and got found out in the final. But if she gets beaten, it won't be because she's been found out at this US Open. Mm. It'll just be because someone has played brilliantly yeah. to beat her. There's, n- there's nothing to cover up at this year's US Open. There's nothing that a kind draw, and incidentally, she hasn't had a kind draw. No. Um, Got Pliskova next. Yeah, who beat who, her here two years ago? Yeah, only met twice, won a piece, and yeah, the the victory for Pliskova. And she's flown under the radar. Yeah, Pliskova, which Coached has suited by Marti- her. Martinez, Conchita Martinez. Yeah, who here. has a flawless Grand Slam coaching record? Isn't that interesting? She coached um, Garbini Muguruza to Wimbledon title last year, when her regular coach Sam Sumik was um, at home with his his wife. Um, and now she's been brought on by Pliskova and here she is in the quarterfinals. I think that makes her 11 and 0 as a coach. Great. And she also has coach. Renee Stubbs in her corner. So they worked together a little bit in yeah. Singapore last year. Yeah. Um, how that works with Renee Stubbs doing on-court interviews with Pliskova's closest rivals for ESPN, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Serena's going to win it. <laughs> yes. And... The, the other thing that really struck me, you were describing the, the reactions in the third set, the, the sort of on crouching down celebrations and fist pumping of, of, um, of Serena. And that's a total stark contrast to the first set in which you didn't hear a peep out of her. And like I say, she won that first set in 20 minutes, just stroking winners out of the middle of the racket. It was just 
incredible how cleanly she was hitting the ball. And the, but there was just no need to go into this depths of, of celebration and, and encouragement and, and, and uh, just pumping herself up. So it, it, it shows that she kind of tries to keep it zen for as long as she can. And then if it doesn't work, then she has to just bring it out. Fascinating. So... Uh, what else happened today? I can't really remember too much more. Uh, so we John Isner beat me John last Isner. round in five sets. That's right. Um, Still no fifth set tie breaks. No. In, in fact, no tie breaks at all in all five sets. Well, no, no tie breaks at all in that match, but no fifth set, fifth, fifth set tie breaks for the tournament. Somebody had told you, though, that there would be no tie-break between John Isner and, uh, and, and Milos Raonic. You'd have been a bit surprised. Yeah, Paul Milos Raonic was having quite significant treatment on his hip um, immediately after winning the fourth set, actually, and taking it into a tie-break. And he didn't have much challenge in the fifth. And it's, it, he, it's becoming Kane Ishikori-esque now when you see him just just when you think he's got it together. And seeing his... his joy and the sort of the the freedom in him like a weight had been lifting lifted off his shoulders when he beat Vavrinka the other night on Lewis Armstrong he said finally I'm moving well again and I trust my body and then seeing him in anguish while a physio drills his (laughs) drills his fists into his lower back to try and alleviate his hip flexor pain I have a a particular sensitivity to hip flexor pain um, because that's my trouble area as well so I was I was I was feeling every spine tingle with him and poor guy poor guy but Isner through to the quarterfinals for the first time since 2011 god he's had a shocking US Open record well, he kept getting into five-set matches yeah. every ten minutes with Philip Kohlschreiber, didn't he? <laughs> you know, can't yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, he plays the winner of Del Potro Chorich, which is in progress, and I think Del Potro is winning. He was a set-up when I last looked, uh, and uh, yeah, now my live scores are frozen, so that's helpful. They do that quite a lot. Yes. Um, so, yeah, well, that, that kind of sums it up today, doesn't it? Is there anybody else we've missed? I don't think there is. No, I don't. Uh, no, don't think so. So tomorrow, what's going on tomorrow? Wow, tomorrow, um, Osaka Sabalenka is my pick of the matches. Um, Marisha Prova in playing night session shocker. Yes, I mean that's I, now for me that is a shock. She's played. Every, she's the only player that's been night session every match, and it's it's awkward, it's, isn't it? It's not on. It's awkward at best, yeah. Not on is a better way of putting it. I mean, it. it's not on. Some people disagree with us on this. Now, obviously, orders of play are um, made up for very many different reasons. TV demands, um, what people think the crowd will want, etc., etc. But when you've got a player who has not lost ever a, a night session match in 23 at the US Open and then she's scheduled for four back-to-back night session matches it's a bit uncomfortable at the very least to see that yeah when you think about you know how much we talked about it at Wimbledon will they schedule Roger Federer on court number one and how big a deal that seemed and in the end they did it and well first and foremost the 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 subsequent result against Kevin Anderson proved how much of an advantage it is for for these top players that they they consistently get their court preference and 
Marish Arapova's US Open night session record is even better than Roger Federer's centre court record. Um, so, and second of all, it proved that even for for the All England club, who are I, I'm not fair about many things, there are greater considerations than what TV want and what the crowd want. You know, fairness has to be a consideration at mm. some point. So, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a bad look. And look. Obviously, I completely get the demands of TV and they should be taken into consideration. Um, but they shouldn't be the only thing taken into consideration. And also, it's not like, you know, for ESPN, it would be really terrible if they had Osaka Sabalenka or Sybil Kova Keys yeah. as their night session match. It's not like that's a terrible deal breaker for ESPN. Even if they said, we'd quite, you know, we'd quite like Sharapova as our headline night session match. I don't, you know. It's not like the alternative is law against Whitaker. That'd be a belt. <laughs> TV would go for that. It would really pull in the viewers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And in fact, Keys Sibolkova is the first match of the day on the Arthrash Stadium. Yeah, and she was having her um, team to. It's ten forty-five local time. I think she finished that that um, tactical chat at ten p.m. She's been doing that every day here. When we've come to, to, to do the podcast, she's been having a little sort of lobby chat with, uh, with her coach. Yeah, I've seen, she's been around a lot. She's biting her nails during that chat, though. Did you notice? <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Yeah, when you're probably anxious about a big match. I don't, yeah. I'll be biting them down. She might be winning that, the... by the way. Do you? I do. I've not been that impressed by Keys so far. No. Um, she's not convincing me. Um, and you I think know, I'd go for Sibylkova. Sibylkova well. doesn't let you get away with anything, does yeah, she? I think you're right. She she exposes people. You know, she can be hit. She can be hit off the court. Um, she can be served off the court, but she does expose people. Djokovic, Joao Sousa. After that, I can't really yeah, see I think that. Djokovic is winning that quite easily. Yes. I really like Joao Sousa. Respectable Very smooth tennis player, but. Six four six four six four. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's. There's no Osaka like triple bageling going on. No, no. Don't ask me for Osaka Sabalenka. I will in a minute. No. Suarez Navarro against Sharapova after that yeah. in the evening session. Well, I think like every other night session at the US Open that Sharapova has played, she'll probably win that. Probably, uh, and then John Millman against Roger Federer. I think Federer will win that. Yes, I think so. Check out these bold predictions. Yeah, we're we're going out on a limb here. After Petra Kvitova went out last night, my pick for the title. Uh, Incidentally, how about Alex Dimonor against uh, Marin Cilic at 2.30 in the morning? We didn't quite squeeze that one into the podcast last night. He's uh, brilliant, isn't he? He's so great. Dimonor. Yeah. I mean, he's the fastest thing I've ever seen on a tennis court. And that includes Hewitt and Chang. Yeah. Well, and when will when will Marin Cilic get a get Arthur Ashe? He's not getting it tomorrow, is he? Match against Goffin. Oh, I'd like to. He's see a that. former champion. I know. Well, although it does seem to be suiting the Marin Cilic type players to play on Armstrong, the court speed. Yes. So maybe he wants to play out there. I don't know. He doesn't. But I do feel like is it, are there any other former champions that haven't played on Ash at any stage? Murray did. Can't think of any. Vavrinka did. Vavrinka did. 
Kevin Anderson He's was not asked. Shown enough love, is he? No, Anderson was asked today. Do you ever, you know, you're a finalist at Wimbledon and US Open? Do you do you ever get a bit like knocked about it all? Does Kevin Anderson ever get knocked about anything? Well, he said, you know, he's so. He said, I've, he said, I've got to wait my turn. He said, you know, oh, stop being so nice, Kevin. It makes said, us all feel. He bad. said, you know, these are global stars of the game, so of course they get the top billing. You know, Blake's got no ego. Has got he? to win a few more. He says, uh, Nishikori against Kohlschreiber over on the Louis 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 Armstrong. Well, it depends. It I've doesn't got, depend. It does. I've been re- researching it. And and he also answers to Louis as a nickname. Right, so you knew him personally, well, did you? Well, he used to, <laughs> on, in the bit that I read. Uh, but he, he, officially, his name was Louis. That's you to. saying, my name's David, but I answer to David as a nickname. That's not just... I do. Uh-oh. I also answered <laughs> like... to Mavis after yesterday. <laughs> I ordered a, I ordered a Starbucks coffee yesterday, and uh, I said my name, and they wrote Mavis on it. I love that they didn't seek clarification. Did no. they not say, "Oh, well, Mavis"? And they just confidently wrote it on there. And neither, after they repeated it back to me, did I actually correct them? Because I kind of grew attached to it. What you wanted the photo for social media, didn't correct. you? Correct, correct. Uh, and then after that, it's uh, Sabalenka against Osaka. Who's going to win? Don't know. Sabalenka. Sabalenka. No, Sabalenka. No, Sabalenka. Uh, and then, not before four o'clock, Marin Cilic against David Goffin. Who's going to win? Cilic. Yes, me too. And then shunted out onto the grandstand court is Vondrusheva against Serenko. Uh, I'm going to go for the young Czech. 19 years old. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Before they play, it's Jamie Murray and Bruno Suarez in the doubles. Against uh, Robin Haas and M. Middlecoop. Oh, yes. Um, What's a great name. Yes. Not as good as Wesley Koolhoff. <laughs> Brilliant. Isn't he? Yeah. Wesley Koolhoff. Yeah. Name's a go-go. Right. That's about it for the tennis podcast tonight. Uh, Catherine Whitaker and the Amazon Prime video team will be back tomorrow. I'll be with BBC Radio. This has been the tennis podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph and Prime. And... Also executive produced by Melanie Bowes, tennisballs.com, triple S. We have our mascot, Charlie the Ferret. We have our sponsor, uh, La Manga Club. And we'll be back talking tennis tomorrow. See you. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.